Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hi guys, welcome back. Today we are going to um, just jump straight in and talk about macro counting versus calorie counting. I get that question, I think, every single week on my Q&A. And I have got some tips to make macro counting easier and seem less overwhelming, if you will. Um, I can remember when I first started counting macros and I get tickled (laughs) when I think about some of the stuff that I didn't know then that I know now. Obviously, everybody, this is why I tell people all the time, uh, being a beginner sucks. It just does. Um, We all want to like fast forward and know all of the things and be an expert yesterday. And I get it, trust me. Um, And that's with anything. And I know macro counting, for those of you that are new to it, um, and if you're talking to somebody who's done it for a really long time, like I've done this for, goodness, like 10, 11 years, maybe longer. I don't even, a long time. Um, And so I forget some of the things I take for granted, like some of the things I know that I'm like, oh, everybody knows that. And then when people don't know that, I'm like, it's not that I'm withholding these like great um, secrets or tips. It's just I forget some of the things that when I first learned it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so again, I'm trying to like go back in time and remember things that just blew my mind when I first learned them so that I can share um, and try to make things like a little bit easier for those of you that are um, new. And if you're somebody who's been counting for a while, this might be something that you're like, oh, I never thought of it this way. Um so, because I know some of this stuff I didn't learn until I was like way into um, tracking my macros or or didn't realize that I could do this because I, you know, felt like things had to be X, Y, and Z. Anyhow, we're going to get straight into it. So, macro counting versus calorie counting. What's the difference? Why do you have to count macros? So, when you are counting macros, you are also counting your calories, I feel like I need to make shirts that say this because I say it all the time. And y'all know that I always say calories are king when it comes to driving weight, whether it is weight loss, weight gain, maintaining your weight. Calories, that energy, they are responsible for all of those things. So when you are in a calorie deficit, that is what will drive weight loss. When you are in a calorie surplus, so you're eating more calories than your body needs, that is what will drive weight gain. And when you are at maintenance calories, so taking in an adequate amount of calories, that basically balances out with the energy expenditure. So the calories that you're taking in through food match the calories that you're burning through exercise. That's how you maintain your body weight. So calories are king when we're talking about anything with weight loss, weight gain, or maintaining your weight. So then you're all saying, okay, so if calories are king and they control weight loss and all of the things, then why do I need to even fool with counting my macros? Because when we have the adequate amount of protein coming in, that is how we build muscle, that is how we sustain muscle, 
and make sure that we are losing body fat and not just body weight. There's a huge difference in losing weight and losing fat. We want to lose fat because when you are losing weight, you could also be losing muscle tissue. You're also losing water. So again, and fat will be in there as well. But the best way to guarantee that you're losing fat is to make sure that you are strength training and that you are eating adequate protein. And I know I've said this probably a million times too. Um, When I say adequate protein, I recommend anywhere from, I would say 0.8 to one gram per pound of your body weight. So to do easy math, if you weighed 100 pounds, that would be anywhere from 80 to 100 grams of protein um, a day for a 100 pound person. Again, that was just easy math. Um, So I'm not saying everybody needs to weigh 100 pounds. (laughs) I feel like I need to um, preface that there. So anyhow, when we are counting macros, we have a focus on where our, our calories are coming from. So that is how we're able to know how many grams of protein that we're eating through the foods. It it makes us more aware of where those calories are coming from. So that awareness creates the focus to um, make protein important in our day. And again, that is how we are building and sustaining muscle and ensuring fat loss versus weight loss. So that's the biggest um, reason why we want to count macros versus just counting calories. That's also why you can um, focus solely on protein and calories versus having to focus on every single macro. That gives you um, a lot more flexibility. And that's one of the tips that I have in here. And I know I've mentioned it before. But when we're talking about um, calories in general, one of the biggest tips that I have is to think of your calories and your macros as money, you have a budget to spend and all food costs something. So it will come out of your your budget, if you will. So this means that you can spend your calories how and when you want as long as you adhere to your, I would say, weekly budget. You can do daily, you can do weekly. I think weekly gives you more flexibility. That's also how you can calorie cycle. Again, you're spending, um, thinking of it as money if you have... for the day. So multiply that by seven. That's $14,000 for the week. Dollars is calories. Um, Then you can spend, maybe on Monday, you only spent 1,800 calories or $1,800. You've got 200 calories slash dollars to roll into another day. Um, So the only thing I will say on that when we're looking at our calories as money and we're calorie cycling and trying to give ourselves some flexibility, don't make one day, don't cut it so short trying to save calories for other days or the weekend that you have a hard time getting through your workouts um, or you're so hungry that you end up overeating anyways. So just be, I would say, be smart about it. Um, usually 100 to 200 calories if you're somebody at maintenance. Now, if you're somebody that's in a deficit already, it might be 50 to 100 calories that you're able to shave without putting yourself in a position where you're super hungry or energy is going to tank. Um, so just be very careful how, how you do that. But I think that helps people when you say it in that way to think of your calories like money and you've got a budget and all food costs something. So if you're looking at a four ounce um, piece of chicken breast, that's 120 calories that's going to come out of your 
2000 calories for the day. Um, and then it also has 25 grams of protein that's going to come out of your 100 grams of protein for the day. So comparing it to money and having that analogy, I feel like helps people the most um, because it doesn't seem as confusing when you compare it to money and a budget. Uh, the second one here is what I was talking about um, before I got into the first tip, and it was focusing on protein in your overall calories versus each macro. This is where it, you know, I was saying it ensures uh, muscle maintenance. That way you're working towards fat loss as long as you're adhering to your calorie deficit. Um, it's just easier to get started this way and not feel so overwhelming. And it keeps you from playing what I call macro Tetris, where that's you're sitting at the end of the day and you're just plugging in weird food combinations to hit each macro. And it's stuff that you would never, ever in a million years ever eat together. It's just like, oh, I've got 10 grams of carbs left, so I'm going to eat one rice cake, but I've got 30 grams of protein, so I'm going to make a piece of chicken and throw some cheese on it, but I don't have but two grams of fat left. So I have to do, I mean, it's, so you're doing things that are like crazy (laughs) that you wouldn't normally eat um, just to hit these numbers when if you just focus on your calorie deficit, that's going to ensure the the weight loss part and then protein that's going to ensure that you're working towards the fat loss piece of it. Um, So that's the second biggest tip Again, it just gives you more flexibility and it's less daunting and less putting together like the crazy meals. I can remember when I first started counting macros and I used to put together some of the weirdest things and I was so OCD with hitting my macros within like one to two grams. I remember my coach, and I think I've talked about this before, I remember my coach telling me that she had never seen anybody so precise Um, it was like I lived for it. I I had to have it just so close. It was ridiculous. So I would put together some weird food combos just to hit these numbers, which in the grand scheme of things, it it wasn't that important. I could have really just been focusing on the protein and the calories. Um, And I will say if you are somebody who is a competitor, um, like in bodybuilding or something, or um, an ultra athlete where you need like really high carbs, things like that. Focusing on each macro isn't or is more important for those people. Whereas like for general population, like me and the majority of my listeners, um, you guys focusing on the calories and the protein is going to get you exactly where you want to go. And it's going to be way less stressful. Um, the third thing I've got on here is focusing on whole food nutrition. The majority of the time I talk about this a lot, but that 80, 20 rule. And, um, this is, and when I say 80, 20, it's just the majority of my food are, um, lean proteins, veggies, basically things that either walked on the earth or grew from the earth at some point. So when we're thinking lots of lean protein, um, veggies, fruit. I get asked all the time if I eat fruit. I eat fruit every day, but it's typically, um, and it, and it's because the, it's the things that I enjoy, but like I love apples and like strawberries, blueberries, um, watermelon in the summer. Absolutely love watermelon, bananas. There is no fruit that is off limits when people say, but don't you track sugar? Won't it make you go over your sugar? If you're worried about, 
first of all, I don't track sugar. Um, if my doctor ever told me that I had like an issue with being pre-diabetic or something along those lines, then, and I needed to track my sugar, I would, but it's never been an issue. Sugar from fruit is never going to be a bad thing, you guys. Um, so don't stress over eating fruit because you're afraid you're going to go over your sugar goal. It's, I promise you, that's not a big deal. Now, if you're eating like Pop-Tarts and Twinkies every meal and you're still in a deficit, yeah, you'll lose weight. Um, but at the same time, you're going to feel like crap. You're not going to be satiated. You definitely be eating a lot, a, a lot of sugar and chances are it would make you crave more sugar. Um, anyways, that's a whole different topic, but Um, focusing on that whole food nutrition piece the majority of the time and then still leaving yourself that little bit of like that 20% that I say to have the things that you enjoy. Maybe it's the Twinkie or um, adding some cookies and mini chocolate chips and things like that to protein ice cream or yogurt bowls. That's what I do. Um, But allowing yourself those things into your day so that you're not cutting anything off limits, but you're eating really good nutrient-dense foods that digest well, that make you feel good, that give you good energy. You're not sluggish. Um, So that's the biggest part there is like eating the foods that make you feel the best the majority of the time, but still allowing yourself the little treats in your day and in your week so that it's easier to adhere to your plan. You're not cutting things um, totally off limits, but you're still eating in a way that feels really good. And the last one I've got on here is pre-logging your food ahead of time. This one just really helps you to avoid decision-making fatigue, um, but it also helps to make sure that you are set up for success for that day and working within your calorie goal. Uh, I know when I first started, I didn't do this because I didn't know to do this. And I was trying to log food as I was eating it, not knowing enough about food labels and calories and what made up the food I was eating. So when I would log things and I would quickly realize it was way more calories than I had thought. Um, So I was running out of calories really quick and coming up way short on protein, just crazy stuff. So when we are pre-logging our food the day before, if you can take like 10 to 15 minutes and just throw in uh, my fitness pal or whatever food tracking app that you use, the meals that you plan on eating, I always recommend starting with if you have, maybe you meal prepped um, your lunch and breakfast. So you know, those are non-negotiables. You know exactly what you're having. Plug those in first and then work the rest of your day around those. If you know you're going out to dinner with somebody and you look at the menu ahead of time, plug in that meal first, work your day around that. So whatever the most important meal is or or, um, dessert or something that you know is going to happen, Plug that in first and then work your, you know, work backwards from there. Um, that way, that one important meal or plan, whatever that is, is already accounted for and you're just working around that. But the pre-logging your food will just really help to set you up for success. Make sure that you have enough meals to eat <laughs> so that you feel satiated um, and that you're not running through calories and wasting empty calories on condiments or um Maybe it's meat that is really high fat content that you didn't realize, you know, maybe you're getting ground beef and it's 80-20 and you could have easily gotten like 92-8 and saved a ton of calories 
just little things like that. Again, until you get more comfortable um, logging your food, you're not going to know exactly what makes up the, you know, the foods that you're eating. So pre-logging will really help um, to avoid that decision-making fatigue where if you don't know what you're going to have and then it's easy to get swayed into going out to eat with somebody because you didn't have anything pre-planned um, or just accounting for the foods that you really want to have most in your day and making sure that you're not going to run out of your calories um, so that you're working within that calorie budget. So those are the tips um, that I find the most helpful if I'm just having to pick three or four things. Um, but it, again, to run through those really quickly, it was thinking of your calories and your macros like money and you have a budget that you have to adhere to, whether that's the day or the week. Um, I think the week is easier because, again, it, it gives you more flexibility. Um, focus on protein and your overall calories versus worrying about each single macro, pre-logging your food ahead of time, and focusing on whole food nutrition the majority of the time and really following that 80-20 rule. So I hope those are helpful tips for you guys, especially um, for those of you that are really in the beginning stages of counting your macros. Those are the things that when I look back now, um, I wish I would have known from day one. But that is all I've got for you guys today. As always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you found value in this one or you know somebody who is just starting out on their macro counting journey, please share it with them. It means the world to me. That's how the podcast grows and sharing is caring. Uh, But I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.